Hey everybody, this is Francisco here for the Frank Ops Show. Worst name for a podcast ever. And I'm going through the backlog still. We're, we're going to go through, this is part two of a, of a series that will, uh, gosh man, there's just so many freaking games that I have, I, I don't even know how many parts this is going to be. But the last one lasted me two hours, two hours of, of me just driving and, and finding a way to talk about video games and just uh, you know putting something out there while I work on my next review, which uh, will, I'll probably have it out next week. Um, and just, uh, I'm writing the script right now. I will put it together, Record it, edit it, add in some music, and go from there. And I think I, I do actually have some footage of me playing it. So I'll add a link to the YouTube page where I have that. And we'll go from there so you guys have an idea of the next game. And it's a good one. Uh, well, it's good to me, at least. A lot of people won't, won't consider it to be good, but it, it's it's a guilty pleasure of mine. We'll just say that. If you've listened to my other podcast, Sports Goofs, which, uh, honestly, you should listen to the last episode that we did. We had uh, Brendan Rourke of the Indiana Pacers. He, he came by to, to talk some basketball with us and to go through the handsomest coaches in the National Hockey League. But aside from that, we'll we'll move on to the the game list here, and uh, there, there's a bunch of stuff that uh, I just haven't gotten to, and we we'll go here. The first one is Relecta. I like the box art already. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Some, some of these they they will capture me with the box art as much as we're not we're, we're going more to a digital age. Rather than having physical copies of games. And yes, I will always choose the physical over the digital. I thought I was a digital head. I don't know if that's a thing. But I thought I was on the, uh, I guess, the the rah-rah, just all digital, everything on one machine type of thing. However, I've, I've come to realize that it's not entirely feasible to do that. And... The fact that I have sold a massive portion of my game collection already, and I've, I've come to terms with the fact that I don't want to hoard video games anymore like I used to, I'm all for physical games now. Um, having digital games sitting there and I never touch them again, I'd rather just have it physical where it's like, okay, I can just convert that into some sort of value back, right? Some sort of value back. I'll keep some games, yes, but there's there's a few that I'm just going to get rid of. Um, especially if they have sentimental value, I'll keep them. But uh, I've, get, I've gotten rid of some games that did have some sentimental value. That um, There's one that I've kept for whatever reason. It, it's uh, Mario Superstar Baseball. Well, actually, the, the, I sold it, but the person that received it said that the game uh, was scratched up a bit and would crash at some points. And I looked at the disc and I realized that, yeah. Uh, and mind you, I haven't played the disc of these games for a while because I, I hacked my, my Wii U and my Wii. So 
whenever you do play one of those machines that I own, I just play it off of a hard drive. So the games that I'm playing are, are coming off of that. And so I didn't realize the issues that Mario Superstar Baseball had because I haven't played the actual disc of it in a while. Now, mind you, it's like, oh, does that go against your whole digital thing? It's like, well, I still own the disc, but I just added them to the hard drive and I can just play them off of there. And hey, it actually preserves the games themselves, not constantly being used. So it was a win-win on my part, but uh, unfortunately, Mario Superstar Baseball has been is far gone here with regards to that. So uh, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. It'll be there, and it's a it's a memorable game to me because of the fact that I just it's probably the favorite baseball game between me and my dad. So we, we play that a lot, and uh, now that I have it on a uh, digital version of it on the Wii hard drive that I still left at my parents' home, then uh, the, we still get to enjoy that whenever I, I pop by and I'm on my way to my parents' house today. So I will most likely maybe get in a game of Mario Superstar Baseball with my dad. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I went the whole thing about box art. So, yeah, the box art it is, isn't as important for a lot of game companies now. Because we can find out information about the games online. It's all about the trailers and things like that. At this point, yeah, having visual uh, visual flares is good and all. But it's not as important to entice somebody to buy your game by making the box art look super cool. Which is unfortunate because I think you would still get a lot of people to buy your game if you made your box art look super cool. Um... And some of these digital games, I think that era of box art is moving on to some digital games, especially if they don't have a huge marketing budget. Like your Call of Duties and what have yous are, are not going to have an issue. So their little key art that they put on the on the Steam page or the Epic Games page or good old games or, or on the... Nintendo eShop, PlayStation Store, or or the, or the or the Xbox Store, like all of those, they they won't. They, they, it matters on those storefronts now. So sometimes the box art will work, and then they if they don't have a huge marketing budget, they just have like a simple YouTube page where you can see it, but you've never heard about the game because no mainstream outlets, IGN, none of those are. Are, are promoting it, then the box art may be all that you have. And so the, the little uh, game art that they put there for the for the title or the cover, if you want to say it on the, on the store page, is the best they do. And sometimes they, they get me. And I'm seeing some of these on, on howlongtobe.com and Relecta looks really interesting. I like the, the art style. I like the... It, Reminds me of uh, I don't know project number nine. Um, like a, she looks, it's like a female character. Looks a little like Zero Suit Samus in a sense too. Uh, there's a bunch of purple crystals in there. It looks like she's on a some sort of alien planet or something like that. So 
Uh, yeah, Relecta is a first-person physics-based puzzle game where you need to creatively combine magnetism and gravity to unravel the secrets of Chandra Base. So yeah, that, that, that's already kind of up my alley. Puzzle, first-person shooter, uh, first-person game, not a shooter. Maybe there's some shooting elements or something, but uh, much like uh, Portal or something like that. So it's on Google Stadia, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Released back in 2020. So that's that's in my, my backlog. I, I like that. I like that it's there. It's 13 hours long. Could be a good backup game over the coming months that I'm, I'm, I'm going to play some games. Uh, this upcoming July. July. So I went through June. Went through June. Went through Death Stranding. That game is done. It's off of the backlog. It's now completed. I got 75% of the achievements in the game. And I don't feel like I need to see any more. Uh, I've seen storyline. I don't believe there's many other secrets in the game. And so I just don't want to do it. Um, I think that'll be that'll be it for me with, with regards to Death Stranding. And I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll have a review of that. It's not the game that's coming up next, but I feel like I need to review that game. And that'll take a, a while. That might be an hour-long one. That might be an hour-long one. I've only done a few hour-long ones. So Mario 64 warranted it. Halo 1 warranted it. And so here's the next one. I believe Death Stranding will, will warrant it because of just the amount of stuff. I might be able to get it under an hour, though. Who knows? But it's done. That was the June game, June 2022. So we're moving on to July. July has Unmetal. That's the starting game for the month. And if I beat it early, then I think... I forgot what... Oh, I have Pac-Man and the Ghosty Adventures 2 as the second game. So I, I do believe I'll be able to get Unmetal done in two weeks. And then the following two weeks will be about Pac-Man. I haven't played a Pac-Man game in forever. I'm, I know it's based on a kid's TV show. So it's not a deep Pac-Man experience. Nothing otherworldly like the Pac-Man World games or Pack and Roll or anything like that. But the very least... It'll get me through to the to the other side of the of to August and August. I forgot what game I have in August. Oh, Paper Mario. Paper Mario uh, was a color splash on the Wii U. That's the next game. That one's about thirty hours long. I'm, I'm just gonna see what I do. I don't have a second game plan for that month, but if I do, it's it'll probably be a, something less than five hours. I don't think I'll be able to sneak in a ten-hour game. Uh, at the end of that month. And yeah, yeah, so okay. Well, let's let's actually get on to the uh, other games here. Uh, next is another one that I started on the Nintendo Switch Online. It's called Claymates. I I don't know how deep I am into the game. It's about four and a half hours long. I don't believe I've played for four and a half hours. I might be an hour into it, so maybe 25% of the way through that game. Uh, it's an okay, it's an okay platformer with some interesting elements with regards to you turning into these different clay creatures with different powers, and you just get through the levels, uh, and that's it, that's it. And then you solve some of the overworld puzzles to get to the next level. 
And yeah, so that's Claymates. It's, it's not a, a thoroughly deep experience, but maybe it's something I can get done over the course of this weekend. If, if I feel like it, I'm not sure. There's a few games on Switch Online that I've started where I'm, and I just haven't finished them yet. So next is God's Will Fall. So God's Will Fall, that's on PC. It's about four and a half hours long, not too long indeed. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot, Claymates is also on the, I mean, it's a Super Nintendo game, so yeah, so that's Super Nintendo Switch, there you go, released way back when. Next is, yeah, here we go, so Gods Will Fall, the Gods' torturous rule over humanity has lasted for millennia. Bent on cruelty and suffering, they demand to be served with blind worship through an oath of fealty pledged from every man, woman, and child. To those who don't submit to the God's will, a slow and merciless death awaits. And that's the preview for the game. It uh, doesn't show the genre. It's from Deep Silver who published it. And it was released on Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And yeah, yeah, not many people played the main story here, so but it's it seems like people have gotten through it relatively uh, quick in four and a half hours. So that's good. Seven hours to hundred percent it. Indie game, but I'm just I don't know what genre it is. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe an RPG, maybe a strategy game. Uh, hopefully not like a roguelike or roguelite. Because if that's the case, then I do not think I'm going to get to it. I, I just I haven't played the right one. just haven't played the right roguelite to, to, make it, to, to, to make it worth it for me. Um, I, mean, I know Cadence of Hyrule got me into that. But it was mainly for the Zelda stuff and the roguelike light elements of the game inside of the dungeons were, uh, I guess, uh, they, they, they were hung back a little bit. They, they, they eased up the difficulty. And I think that, that was a smart, smart, smart decision because the Zelda people were coming in and uh, some of us... So a lot of casual people play Zelda games, you know? So, not that Zelda isn't a hardcore game. I believe it is, but it has a casual element to it so that, you know, if you want to beat Breath of the Wild and just get to Ganondorf and, and, and beat it, okay, sure. Yeah, and just do the main things that you need to do. But if you want to 100% go through all the temples and all that stuff like that, then you can do that too. Uh, Cadence Firewall was, uh, was, a, was a healthy medium for me, but unfortunately I think the rogue likes and lights and all that stuff are, uh, made it so that a certain people who like that sort of challenge play it, and casuals like me, it's difficult, so some of them, if they, I don't know if they want to go for accessibility, some do. I think was it Hades? Hades was one of them. Like Hades got a lot of praise, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyways, God's Will Fall. There you go. Uh, when was this released? It 
was released back in 2021. Next, we have Iritus, Lord of the Dead. I have this on good old games and epic games. So, Iritus, Lord of the Dead. 12 hours long, 32 and a half if I want 100% it. Uh, turn-based tactical roguelike RPG. Oh boy, there it is. That's that's turning me off already, unfortunately. Uh, set in a dark fantasy universe, fantasy games. Ah, once more, that's another one that's a knock against it. Oh boy, lead an army of undead to help an angry necromancer in his quest. To reach the surface world and bring death to the mortal realms. Dear Lord. Yikes. Okay. Released back in 2019. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Ritz. Uh, just it's not it's not my style of game. I don't think I'll be getting to it anytime soon. Sorry about that. So too many games. Too many games. Two point hospital. So, Two Point Hospital, I may move this off of the backlog. This is like a sim game, right? So, you, so uh, it's because it, it says the single player modes forty or the main story forty two and a half hours long, and one hundred and forty one if you want one hundred percent it. I don't know if I want to do that. Designing stunning hospitals, cure peculiar illnesses, and manage troublesome staff as you spread your budding healthcare organization across Two Point County. It was made by Sega, super popular for Sega, uh, released on Mac, PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One back in 2018. And plenty of people have played it, but it it seems like a sim game, like a sim game. Like you could say like SimCity, right? SimCity is, you can potentially, yes, complete everything that you can do in SimCity, but you can do it in so many different ways. And at some point, the, the game just kind of runs itself in a, in a way, especially if you set it up that way. There, there's a lot of sim games, simulation uh, games like that, where you're plotting things and like a roller, roller coaster tycoon or Zoo Planet or Planet Zoo, whatever you want to call it. Like they they have all of those. Uh, uh, they they you, you can get to a point where the game's running itself. I have My Little Pony on my iPhone. I, I started it when I was a brony for, for a little bit. Not like a serious brony. Like I, I just watched like the first three seasons. And after that, I just realized how much of a play was it was to sell toys. And I was just like, oh, this the storyline, I think because the original director of the show left and she was on Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. And that was a great show. So I just kind of like knew it just became Hasbro taking over and just, uh, all right, take the plot where you can sell new toys. And then Twilight Sparkle became an alicorn. And I was just like, oh, fuck this. This this is just to sell the new Twilight Sparkle toys. And I and I didn't buy any of that stuff. I didn't buy any merchandise for, for My Little Pony. The only thing I did was play this app on my phone. And it's to the point where I have it where the game runs itself. I don't have to do much. 
I've only spent like $2 on any of the microtransactions in that game, and that was it. That was it. And after that, it was just like, okay, well, I, I don't want to keep spending money on this, and it kind of runs itself, and it's like, okay, well, I, I guess in my eyes, I beat the game. So... I guess Two Point Hospital would be the same thing where I could I could potentially play it for 40, 50, 60 hours and set up my my medical care empire. But then there's a point where it's just like, okay, well, uh, that's it. That's I've done as much as I can. I've, I've, I'm the best hospital in all the land. I've got ten different hospitals and and. It, they all work for me, and then, okay, sure, that's that's it. I beat it. So I may take that one off of the list uh, because it's one last game, and uh, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a – it's almost like the, the online multiplayer games. Like, you can keep playing that, and you can build stuff up. You can, I could play Warframe forever, but but it, it doesn't make any sense for me to, to, to do that. So I'm, just gonna, I'm actually moving it now. We're moving it over to the to the replays list. That's where I put all the online multiplayer and um, you know, multiplayer focused games and, and just games that will potentially just don't really have an ending. They don't. They do not. Right? It's like C- City Skyline. That's another one that's like, okay, that one's not going to have an ending. It just won't have an ending. Um, uh all the free-to-play stuff goes there, too. Okay. Okay, so that was Two Point Hospital. It's it's a good game. Uh, I just don't feel like I really need to, to get into that. Uh, I'm already kind of dreading just, oh, just letting that take over my life. Uh, I, uh, maybe I can... Maybe I, I can... Uh, Download the Amazon game app to my dad's computer, and he could play that because he 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 would eat that stuff up. But but not me. Uh, I'm sorry. I I just can't do it. Uh, it's it's too much for me. It's it's way too much. Okay. Next is uh, let's see. Uh, it's it World War Z aftermath. So I think uh, World War Z. Is the ultimate co-op zombie shooter and the next evolution of the original hit World War Z. That's now captivated over 15 million players. Fight off hordes of ravenous zombies in intense story episodes across new zombie-ravaged locations around the world. Okay, so this this actually has a story. This actually has a story. So this one uh, this one's going to stay on the on, on the list. PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and S. And yeah, so zombie FPS shooter, cool, survival, uh, released back in 2021. Okay, well if I ever get into a first person kick, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at this one. Uh, I haven't gotten a first person kick in a while, it's usually been Doom related, and I've gone through Doom, I think I'm on the second DLC of Doom Eternal, but I kind of got turned off for, for some for some reason, I don't know, maybe another game distracted me. And yeah, yeah, so that, that was it for that. Uh, next is Total War Warhammer. So, 
this is a mix of the Total War series with the Warhammer series. So it's published by Sega, who owns the Total War series. And uh, the old war echoes to the clamorous of ceaseless battle. The only constant is war. When focusing on the main objectives, it is 33 hours long, 166 to 100% So this game does have an ending. Released back in 2016. And yeah, that's part of the, all the Warhammer stuff. I just don't know if I want to get into Warhammer. Don't know if I want to do it. Uh, like many kudos, is video about the scandals of Warhammer. But it seems like it's a, it's a massive time sink to get into it, to get into the series. And I, I don't know. I don't really feel like doing it. Uh, just getting into a series like that. I have, for next year, way into next year, I have Elder Scrolls 1, the, the original Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Arena. I have it listed. So I am going to potentially start the Elder Scrolls series for the first time ever. I've only briefly played an Elder Scrolls game with my, my best friend in college when he had... Uh, Oblivion on the Xbox uh, 360. That's that's what I had. But I, I don't have anything more than that. Uh, as far as experience is concerned, I'm like, well, if I'm going to start, I'm not going to start with Skyrim because I, I, I do like the history of gaming. Like, I played... The, on the Switch, when they had the the the, the entire collection of, of Doom 1, 2, and 3, I think for $15. So for $15, I got the three games. I bought the games because I knew the importance of Doom as as a game series and as the, uh, the original game. I'm like, I want to play this and see where it all started and where like, the FPS genre just got uh, just got launched into... The, the, you know, viability and everything like that. I know uh, Wolfenstein 3D was like the real original one, but uh, Doom was when it took it to like the next level. And then you got Quake and all this other stuff. Like, it, like the, the id software stuff. I played Quake 3 Arena, and that, that's one of my most favorite first-person shooters of all time. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me let me see where these guys got uh, some of their starts, you know? And that Doom was it. Doom was it. So... I want to know where Bethesda got its start, right? The Elder Scrolls is a massive series, massive RPG series, Western RPGs. I, I haven't played many Western RPGs, actually. Uh, mainly have just been JRPGs and Nintendo-based RPGs. So, yeah, like Tales, Tales of Symphonia, played the, you know, the Paper Mario, Mario Luigi series, Pokemon but nothing within the, the Western RPG realm. And yeah, maybe the stigma uh, of early on was what kind of kept me away from it. Right? Just, uh, but now it's like, okay, let me, let me see what, where this goes. Let me, let me get into Elder Scrolls and things like that. I think Amazon's going to release the Ma Mass Effect Remastered uh, 
uh, or is giving it away for free with, along with EA. So uh, I, uh, I'll see if I like I'll get to Mass Effect, right? And be, you know, and see how disappointed I'll get from that. <laughs> uh, just the first one, right? I don't want to. You know, I know Mass Effect Three. Everybody got disappointed in. Uh, Andromeda is LOL, but yeah. Okay, well, that's that's enough on on Total War Warhammer. I, I I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm probably not gonna get it. It's a strategy game. I haven't played many of the strategy games. I, I need to start getting branching out into other genres, and I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm, I'm planning them out over the course of the year. But yeah, bits and pieces here. Maybe some indie games will get me into it. Maybe if I start with some indie. Smaller indie games in those genres, then I will get into the other stuff because, like, uh, I was playing, uh, gosh, Ironcast, yeah, Ironcast on the on PC. And that's an indie game. It's a, I think, a roguelite, roguelite where you, you know, you, it's basically you have to beat the game from start to finish, and if you die once, then you know you'll you'll keep some of the upgrades from the past playthrough, but you still have to work your way from scratch, and I enjoyed the, I enjoyed that game, but it was just, it's way too tough to, to put that on the player that they just have to get good and be really, really good and not have anything go wrong. It's, it's really punishing, and I think the difficulty spike in that game is, is too much. They don't give you enough resources. I I feel like I've played the game well enough, but uh, I, I added it to the retired category because I'm just like, no, 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 no. You guys, uh, good game, good like good, good mechanics and all that stuff. But I just don't have the patience to keep playing it. I, I kind of it's it's enough bashing your head in over and over again, but there's a certain point where it's just like this, this diminishing returns diminishing returns like it's not I'm not seeing any progress with I'm spinning my wheels way too much I can't do it I'm sorry whoever developed that game thank you it was really fun while it lasted but these developers need to give people an out they really do like I'm reading off these games and and, and the, the time to beat and all that stuff and uh, some of them, it's like, okay, they do respect your time. But other ones, it's just like, oh, let me make this so punishing and so difficult that it, it disrespects the, 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 the time of the player. Right? My time is valuable. I do want to see the end of a video game. I don't want to... I, as much as it's, it's convenient to look on YouTube to see the end of a video game, of any video game that's ever been released... You do get a thrill of from seeing it yourself. Like I beat Metal Gear Solid Three, not too far back. I played through the entire thing on very easy mode because I I just wanted to go through the storyline myself. I had already seen the storyline before. I already knew what was going to happen at the end. But I liked the journey of doing it myself, even if I did play it at an easy difficulty level, just so I can get to that ending. I still enjoyed the experience of it all, the experience of playing the mechanics of the game and all that stuff like that, and not having to be punished for making a mistake. So, yeah, I think developers really do need to meet people halfway with that. Look, it, 
if you, if you start losing, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you this and we'll power you up through the next through the next thing. So that when you when you do play the next, okay, you can inch your way closer to, to beating the the game in general. Because it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for for the player to, to buy the game. Some players do like that, but I think a majority of people just want to enjoy themselves. It's like if you watched a movie and the movie was so convolutedly designed that uh, like the storyline is so so complex and common and abstract that and you have to watch it multiple times to get it. And there are movies like that, but what if you watch it multiple times and you still don't get it? Right? And, of course, you can go on YouTube and find a guy that breaks down the whole thing for you. But, no, I, I, I watched it once. I watched it twice. I watched it three times, and I still don't understand how the guy got to this point. It's like, well, then I'm, I'm just going to give up on it. I'm just going to give up on it. Or, or, or a TV series. And it's like they keep keep getting you from, from reaching a conclusion. And it's like, oh, I'm just frustrated, man. I'm on season 14, and this thing doesn't get me there. Right? Sometimes, sometimes, a game needs to know when it's like, okay, let's, let's push this guy along so we can reach a conclusion. Right? Because some of us, we want... Some of, some of the thrill of beating the game is that, beating the game. Getting to the end, getting to the conclusion, right? But if the journey is so frustrating that it's like, I can't get to the end, then it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to give up. I'll watch, I'll watch the thing on YouTube and that's it. I don't have time for this. I'm not going to do this. But I got through Death Stranding. I got through Death Stranding. But Death Stranding... Is it punishing? It's not. There are points of the game where, yes, I, I I had to get through some stuff and climb this mountain and try and make like I, I, I went through a an area that's like oh I, I might not have taken the optimum optimum path to get to there, but I'm it's too late for me to turn around and find the easier path, so I'm just gonna bite my tongue and, and get through this and. When you okay, you fall off a cliff and you die, the game will put you right back where you were. So it's not frustrating to oh no, I have to start from this guy's home and walk all the way back. The whole thirty-five minutes that I just put in is lost. Like that's that that that's not fun. It's it's okay. They put us back right where we were. They had a whole thing where they they. They called you this. I'm already doing part of my review for Death Stranding right here, but this whole convoluted thing to explain why you're being put back in that place, even though it's a video game, you don't really, you can suspend your disbelief for that, but it's like, okay, they put us back where we were, right at the point where we made the mistake, so we don't make that same mistake again. Cool. I like that. I like that a lot. More video games need to do that. They really do. I get an online multiplayer game, especially like a massively multiplayer online game like that, where it matters because you're all within the rules of that game and you don't want somebody to circumvent the stuff, but 
a single player game? It's just you and and the game. Get get us to the end. Get us to the end. Right. Put a skip button. Put a thing. You know, Nintendo had that with uh, with games in the Wii, where if you, you struggled, you lost like five lives in a row, and the game's like, do you want to do you want some help? Do you want to you want us to kind of move this along for you? Want to make want you? We'll make you invincible. How about that? Is that cool? So, yeah. Yes, please. Please do that for me, please. So I can get through this and I can get to the next part. If I, if I really want to do it myself, I'll come back to it. Give people the option. That's all I'm saying. I went on a rant there, but it's 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 a good rant. It's a good rant. Oh, let's get back to it. Another one that gives me that entices me with its box art is in other waters it's got like a guy uh in a a diving suit helmet and all that stuff and just kind of wading across the water looks very stylish i like that already got me going make me think of abzu abzu was a really great game you just kind of it's very artistic game you're just kind of swimming in the water uh, that's great. So uh, this one, play an artificial intelligence guiding. Uh, well, that's kind of vague. It's like an AI bot or something guiding a stranded. Oh, okay. Grinding. Uh, okay, so we are the AI guiding a stranded xenobiologist through a beautiful and mysterious alien ocean. A non-violent, okay, sci-fi story. Enter a world of wonder. Fear and vulnerability, unraveling the history and ecology of an impossible planet. What will you discover together? Released back in 2020 on the Switch and PC. All right, it's gotten some pretty good reviews from the people who have beaten it. it takes about four. Four, five, four and a half, five hours. Let's say five hours to, to complete the main story. Eight and a half to to hundred percent it. That's that's a good. I like that. That's on my radar. I like that one. That's that seems like a fun game. It doesn't say what genre it is. I don't know if it's from a first person perspective or third person perspective. Not sure, but either way, it, it looks. It looks promising, looks fun. Next is Paper Beast. Looks pretty interesting. It's three hours long, three and a half, uh, four and a half to 100% it. So, an exploration and adventure game about wildlife sprung from the depths of the internet. An unknown power seems to upset its balance. Join forces with exotic creatures to unravel the mysteries of this universe. So it's on PC and PS4, released back in 2020 as well. Cool. Cool. All right. Adventure game. Not sure. But it's an interesting premise. See, these four, four and a half, like these are games that I, I know I could rattle off and just sit down. I've played a few of them from Amazon. They're. That are these indie games, and it's like, okay, these are nice little compact experiences for you, right? Compact experiences, and, and, you know, 
you don't have to play a triple a game all the time. You don't. Uh, sometimes, yeah, you just knock out some of these small ones. Like, oh man, that was a nice experience. I, I enjoyed that. Next is w WRC7 World Rally Championship. I already talked about WRC8. I already have that one as well. I don't know what the difference is between the two. I'm not sure. Maybe different challenges and things like that. Different courses. But, uh, I mean, whenever I get my racing kick, and I feel like playing more of a sim racer, then that's, that's where I'll, I'll get to this. I'll get to this. Next is, uh, and let me see how long it is. Uh, they say it's 16 hours. Doesn't have a, nobody's 100% of it. And people have extra 54 and a half hours. That's just, yeah, the, these sim racing games, they're basically like, how much do you enjoy the experience of the simulation? Especially if you have like the whole setup with the racing wheel and, and some people have the pedals and all that stuff. Like my, my buddy Doug, he's got that. For his uh, for his Xbox Series X, for for Forza and all that stuff, like I, some people like that. Some people love that experience. Uh, and I've been I've been fine with the the controller, but I've always thought about man, what if I did have that setup? But I don't have the room. I do not. I myself do not have that room for that setup. I don't. It's it's too. It's too much. It's too much space that I just don't. I need to. Uh, I, I'm starting to realize how much I need to utilize the space that I do have, and I can't waste space with certain other things. So I'm. Uh, I'm going to uh, have to uh, get away from thinking of, of, of having a racing wheel uh, as as a, as a accessory. And they do sell some, they, and they're compatible with the Switch and all that stuff. And I, I know, I know, but it's just like, mm. you know, they have Mario branded ones, which I'm like, oh, I would love to have one of those, but I, I can't. I, I just can't. I, I have to, I have to draw a line somewhere with my collecting and things like that. As much as I want to, if I had like, if I had the money and the space and the time, those are the big, big three right there. Money, space, and time. If I had all three of those, for sure, I would be doing that type of stuff. I would, I, I probably wouldn't have sold my game collection. Probably would have kept it and just had it as, a, as like a little mini museum for myself. But uh, priorities have changed. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I, I need to hold back on some accessories, stuff like that. Like I, 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 I've got enough game controllers, game systems and games physical and digital themselves that I don't really need anything new right now. Only if it's anything that I want that's coming out soon. So Splatoon is coming out. Mario Rabbids 2 is coming out. Uh, that that's Those are the big two that I'm, I've got on my radar. I don't know what else Nintendo has in the in the direct pipeline. They've got met, they've heard rumors of Metroid Prime, but I'm like, even with Metroid Prime, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, do I, do I want to go through Metroid Prime again? Because I, I have enough trouble beating the games that I haven't gone through once before. Am I really going to go ahead and play the same game again just as an official release 1080p 
even though I have an emulator that can do the same thing in 4K. Ugh. Ugh. Indical Prophecy. Next. Eight hours long, nine and a half, hundred percented. So, let's see. Paranormal Thriller that it lets you become multiple characters and view the experience from multiple viewpoints. Mm. Okay. Incredible film style design pulls you into the story until you, you're intimately immersed in the game. Your actions will affect the plot and create a scenario-driven interactive experience. New York City is stunned by a string of weird murders, all following the same pattern in public. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, same pattern. Let's see. Ordinary people kill total strangers in public areas. Dear Lord. Lucas Kane becomes another of these killers when he murders a stranger in a men's bathroom. Covered in blood, Lucas regains consciousness with no memory of why he committed the murder. He must solve this mystery before being incarcerated for life. Alright. Is this like, uh... Was it like Heavy Rain or something? Maybe? Maybe that's... Oh, no, well, this was released back in 2005, so maybe Heavy Rain was inspired by this. So it's released uh, it's from Atari, released on PC, mobile, PS2, PS4, Xbox, and Xbox 360. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, okay, so this is an older game. An older game. Interest involves. Well, I, I do like the the fact that it's in, in that era of, of gaming. The, the, the era of the of the GameCube, Xbox, and PS2, and you can even say the Dreamcast, uh, and whatever PC games were released at that, that point in gaming history, I'm still interested in playing a lot of those. Because I was only relegated to the to the Dreamcast at the start in the, in the GameCube. That I I, I I missed a lot from there, too. As much as I missed a lot from from yeah Xbox and PlayStation before that, but that era in and of itself, I really like because mm. I had the sat the Saturn in the N in the N sixty four, so I caught a lot of stuff from there. I just missed everything on the PS one. But yeah, okay. Next, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. This is another one of EA Star Wars games, seventeen hours long. 21 and a half, uh, 31 hours for 100% it. So, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not. I've seen some of the movies, yes, but I haven't seen any of the newer ones with the new trilogy. I don't, I don't think I've completely wanted... Yeah, I haven't watched completely the first uh, the first trilogy. Uh, not chronological. I've only watched the chronological order trilogy. One, two, and three. That's all I've watched. Yeah, I didn't watch the Clone Wars or Cartoon Network or anything like that. I, I uh, a lot of people are gonna look at this, especially uh, be like, oh, they're gonna hear this and be like, oh man, damn, dude. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's just not my, not my thing. Maybe, maybe because I don't know. I'm just not into it. My my dad has my they they got it on DVD and stuff like that. I've thought about collecting movies, too, now that uh, I've learned that a lot of 
movies and TV shows have not been digitized uh, for for streaming services. A lot of them were never digitized on, on VHS and, and, and DVDs. So there's a lot of things in the in the past that uh, you know until they go into the public domain, you know, some people are not going to be able to to see them. Uh, some of these movie studios are like, no, I don't, I don't want to put them on there. Like Disney has done a good job with Disney Plus. It seems like they've got most of their of their back catalog on that service. Like if you want, you watch everything from the beginning of Disney to now. With all the Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff and Pixar too. But aside, like. Like uh, I think HBO Max is trying to is trying to do that with things. I think Peacock is trying to do that with their Universal properties. But uh, I think Disney's probably the best one with regards to putting all of their stuff pretty much on there, except for all the early racist things and the and the war propaganda from uh, from uh, from Disney back during World War II. I'm sure that's not on the Disney back catalog on Disney Plus, but. Uh, yeah, but then there's, of course, the, the people nefarious, people trying to drive up the prices of VHSs for no apparent reason. And VHS has a bad history with regards to being able to watch film because uh, every time you watch a movie on a VHS tape, it degrades because it's reading it off that tape. And every time it reads it, it's... It, it's it's destroying the film itself. The film is incredibly delicate, so it's you're never going to see a VHS tape as good as it was when you first when you first used it. So unless you get unless you have like a mint condition VHS tape and you have the uh, a digitizer to, to put that plop that onto a uh, as record it onto a PC and then save it and then make copies and distribute it that way so that an archive it that way, it's never going to be the same. And gaming, for the most part, gaming, uh, as long as you have the ROMs and the emulator, you can figure out a way to do it. But uh, unless the emulator is not off to snuff, uh, you're going to lose a lot of things. And for some, it's the experience alone with the controllers, and some of them are just so unique that you can't emulate them. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I went off on a tangent there uh, with the whole Star Wars thing. But, yeah, third-person action adventure, I saw the games. And I think some of my friends have played it already and have some good good things to say about it. But, yeah, okay, uh, generic Star Wars action game. And I know a lot of Star Wars fans are like, oh, rah, rah. And, yes, I do like the fact that the Star Wars video games are tied into the actual plot of the entire overarching Star Wars storyline. Which is cool. I do like that aspect. I think more movies and TV shows and books should do that to just have their each part of their medium be part of the overall storyline. Halo has done it. All the books and TV shows and things like that are part of the actual lore of the game. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to get into the series, but the mainline series, the mainline series, of course. Like, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Star Wars, 
hours long, 31, whatever. Okay. Next, we have the trilogy of the Tomb Raider games, the last trilogy of Tomb Raider games. So that's Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, those three games. All through Epic Games. They were the big the big showstoppers during their December uh, holiday uh, giveaways. So, I remember these spawned a a new movie series, even though I don't think the movie did well, so I don't think they're going to make that into a whole series. But, yeah, this is the modern Lara Croft, uh, one that's more of an actual human woman and not uh, uh, eye candy for men with the triangular gigantic big boobs and the hourly, like the, the figure and all that stuff. My, my favorite Lara Croft isn't the original Lara Croft. It's the one from the second the second reboot, or you know, the first reboot. This is the second reboot, but from the first reboot, uh, that's that one's my favorite from the aesthetic standpoint. And the current Laura Croft, she's you know fine, good looking, but uh, she's more of a looks more like a real human being. <laughs> and I don't know, there's something about the the second Laura Croft where it's just like, mm, I don't know, I uh, like that uh, she's not. She doesn't look uh, entirely real. She she's in that not the uncanny valley, but she's she's at that point where she's like, okay, she's still a video game character, but you know, I'm like, okay, I could I could possibly see her in the real world. Anyways, that that was a weird aside. I'm sorry, but eleven and a half hours for the first game, twenty and a half for hundred percenting it. Then uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I think is the second game in the series, or is the third one. I think it's the third one. I think Rise is the second one, right? Yeah, Rise is the second one. So Rise is the second one, and they uh, that that one is uh, let's see, four for fifteen hours long, and forty and a half hours, hundred percent. And then and then Shadows the the last one. Shadows the last one. And that one is, and I don't know why, it went completely back on my list here. Now i got to do look for it again. Hold on a second. I'll be back in a second. So here we go. And then uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's 12 hours, 12 and a half hours, 38 hours, percent it. And that's, yeah. Yeah, so there. Those are the three. Those are... That would be, if I were, I might have to segment those off like every other month, unless I get really into it, and I just want to complete the entire storyline. If that's the case, then that'll probably be like a two-month endeavor, where, streaming it, of course, a two-month endeavor where I'll start the first one, move to the second one, move to the last one, and complete the trilogy. Which doesn't sound bad at all, right? If I'm going to do it, I'm out to do it all in one shot. But uh, it might I don't want to overdo it sometimes, too, where I'm just like, my third game, I'm just like, all right, can we just finish this already? Uh, I didn't want to do that with Metal Gear. That's I've, I, for the most part, have been uh, trying to go little by little with each of the games in that series. 
right? The, and I'm not going in order either. I'm just going by what I feel like playing. So I've done Portable Ops, did Metal Gear 1. From Yeah, I, I, the original one I played, uh, well, the remake of it on GameCube. So Metal Gear Solid, Twin Snakes, I played that one first. That was the first game in the series that I played for Metal Gear. Then I moved on to the uh, emulated version of Portable Ops and Portable Ops Plus. I got through those two games. I play. I haven't. I haven't completed, but I've, I've gone. And sheesh, I might have to restart this one. The emulated uh, Metal Gear Solid Ghost Babble because that one's a hard game to find. It's pretty expensive to find a physical copy. It's never been re-released. It should be re-released. And I would hope that if Nintendo adds Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games to the Switch Online, we could get Metal Gear on that because that that would be huge. I, I I'd play the crap out of it if it was on on the Switch Online. But at the very least, if Konami could put it together, like, they, they put together the Castlevania collection, uh, the Game Boy Advance Castlevania collection, the Contra and all that stuff. Uh, and they, they, at, the, at the very least, put, put the, those, those three Metal Gears together. Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear 2, and Ghost Babble. They're the only 2D ones in the series. The only official 2D ones. Hey, put it, add in the NES NES version and Snake's Revenge to it as well, because the NES version is different than the MSX versions, and Snake's Revenge is it's his own game uh, as well, and like an alternate universe version of Metal Gear, uh, an alternate sequel to to the original NES Metal Gear. So it's, it feels like they're you can do that, right? They've already done the Acid series, which are both. They are also, they're both uh, uh, in an alternate universe Metal Gear. Uh, I feel like uh, the original Metal Gear is like the only one that is like the mainstay, but I'm not sure. Not sure. Kind of like in Zelda, where it's like Ocarina of Time is the one that a bunch of the games branch out, branch out from. Anyways, that that's a whole aside. Metal Gear series, yes, I, I know. And then I went to Portable Ops, I did 5, I did 3. I'm going to do 2 next, I think, or... No, I'm doing Peace Walker next, and then I'm doing 2 at the end, and then 4 would be the last one. And that would be it, because 4 is actually the end of the series, so I might as well put that as the end of, of the whole thing. So I've played the beginning with 3, and I'll get to 4 at the end. I've gone all over the place with getting the entire storyline. All right. So, yeah, the three Tomb Raider games. Uh, next is Salt and Sanctuary. 16 hours, 38 hours for 100% it. And it's a scrolling action game. Uh, the brutal signature combat of the dishwasher with an unforgiving world of demons and dungeons and traps and treasure and gallows and graveyards. Okay, that's all it says. All right. Uh, PC, Switch, PS4, PS Vita. Released back in 2016. All right. Um, don't know exactly, I don't know. Uh, doesn't, uh, the description didn't catch me, nor did the image there. Uh, all right, X-Morph Defense. So X-Morph Defense, 12 hours, 26 hours. I'm sure this is a strategy. Tower Defense game. Oh, boy. 
haven't gotten too much to the tower defense line of video games there in that genre. Unique future. Oh boy. So yeah, yeah, the uh, X-Morph defense. Fusion of a top-down shooter and tower defense strategy. You are the invader. Use destructive weapons or lead your lead your enemy. Okay, it says you enemies. It's a typo, but your enemies into a maze of towers. Strategize in the build mode by carefully selecting various types of alien towers or throw yourself into the heat of the battle. All right, so that's. 12 hours, 26 hours to 100% it. We'll see if I feel like doing a game like that. Next is Mages of Mistralia. Eight and a half hours long, 14 and a half hours for 100%ing it. The world of magic, your mind is your greatest weapon. Learn the ways of magic and design your own spells to fight enemies. Navigate treacherous terrain and right past wrongs in the kingdom of Mistralia. Release back for the PC, PS4 in 2017. 2017. Alrighty. Next is a game that my buddy Charles does not want me to play, but it's, it's one of those those known games that people know about. It's Prey. 16 hours long. 44 and a half to 100%. In Prey, you awaken aboard the Talus 1, a space station orbiting the moon in the year of 2032. <laughs> I doubt we're going to get to that. <laughs> with, uh, with having a space station orbiting the moon in 2032. Anyways... You are the key subject of an experiment meant to alter humanity forever, but things have gone terribly wrong. The space station has been overrun by hostile aliens, and you are now being hunted. There you go. PC, PS4, Xbox One, first-person action role-playing sandbox shooter is what they have it dead as it's a Bethesda game so line of Bethesda games that I haven't gotten to but I, I have a line of them and I will eventually get to them released back in 2017 next is Blasto a game I have started I have not completed it's nine hours long and nobody on this site has 100% of it even though it, uh, I don't know if it's a game that you 100% well, I mean, if you do, it's probably just the straight-up actual story mode. And then after returning from the fifth dimension, the diabolical alien tyrant named Bosk is bent on conquering the planet Uranus with his own army and attempts to invade and destroy Earth as well. He is seeking to reign supreme for his power of the solar system that includes his alien army capturing and enslaving the space babes throughout the galaxy. 
Thus, Captain Blasto is the only hero who can foil him in his evil ambitions and set out to rescue the stranded space babes along the way. Blasto is also the only type of hero who doesn't mind catching space babes in his stress every now and then, especially when it comes to exploring and venturing across through the planet Uranus. Of course, very, very cheeky description there from the PS1. This is an early Sony interactive game, so this is Sony back uh, in 1998. And I have already started playing this game, and it's very clear that Sony hadn't gotten the gaming development chops by this point. As, as many of us know, the main focal point on the PS1 were the third-party games. Sony didn't start... I would say Sony didn't start making really good games until the end of the PS2 era. Right, when you, when you see Shadow of the Colossus and, and God of War, that's probably when Sony finally started getting a, a handle for it. Even then, in the PS3 era, they had to ramp up to it. I would say by the time they got to Uncharted, that's when they they finally kind of knew what they were doing. Because they had some, some, some hits, some misses, but I think um, once they landed on Uncharted... That was when you knew they could you they could pump out some really good stuff. It's Uncharted. It's The Last of Us. Like then suddenly it's whoa, here we go, and they 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 fully embrace the single player narrative storyline. Basically, they're a movie studio, right? So why not make movie studio type of games? And that's what they started doing. But Blasto is definitely not that. It's a uh, especially inspired by Flash Gordon and the issue with this game and I'm partially reviewing it right now I don't even know if I'll finish it but I, I've got through a decent portion of the game the, the issue is that Blasto has tank controls he has tank controls so you gotta move him in the direction that you want to move him to and then push forward on the PlayStation controller and that's that's no good as uh, Sonic would say, that's no good. And uh, it's it, it requires some exploration with the space babes, and, and that's what you're looking for to try and complete each level uh, and try and find the keys to, to open the different gates, and then you finally reach the end of the stage. But there's alien enemies, and they're shooting at you, and the thing is with these enemies that they have perfect 100% aim. Like, they, they will shoot you from anywhere. As soon, uh, just at the moment they pop in, they're shooting at you, and, and you have to shoot back uh, as quickly as possible. And if you're not facing the right direction, it takes a takes a bit for you to face the right direction, they get a few hits off of you. And, and, and some of the enemies, they take a few more hits, and you have to find the upgraded weapons in order to try and make that a little faster. Even then, they'll get a few shots off just because your character doesn't move fast enough to face them and my my thing is with I believe what what happened with them in this game was they were developing the shooter controls because you, you can aim and stuff around they were that's why it has tank based controls they were they were moving the shooting controls like that they were focusing on that rather than the platforming aspect because there's there's platforming in this game and the tank controls are not conducive to platforming, which makes it even more difficult. So they try to create a control scheme that could work for both 
in a sense, but it really works for none. Because either, like, even if this was a, a, a shooter shooter, even if this was a shooter shooter, just a straight up shooter, and he just, he's just walking around, he doesn't have to jump much, or if he's jumping, he's just jumping straight ahead to a ledge or something. I, it's not, it, it's, it still wouldn't be an ideal control scheme for this game, so uh, they they might have just had to focus on one aspect, but they decided to make this partially a platformer, and I get it, it's a 3D platformer, but I mean, Mario 64 came out in mid-96 Japan, this, I would say, I mean, this came out mid 98 in America, so I would say mid, or maybe late 1997 in Japan, because usually things took about like six months or so just to get from, uh, translated from Japanese to, to English, so I, I think that they would have had some sort of barometer for, for Mario 64, because Mario 64 was being developed probably... I don't know, let's say this game took a year and a half to develop. They, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. But Blasto's not a, it's, it's not good. It's not a great game, he's not, I'm sure Sony hasn't referenced him in forever. So, not really my cup of tea for there, and it's, uh, it's going to take some time for me to get to it. But I have started it, but I'm, I don't know if I'll actually finish it. Not I'll just look at the ending on YouTube and be like, oh, okay, that's what the game's about. Alright. Next is Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back. I only have the first one. I've partially played an emulated version of the first one. And I have not played the Crash Trilogy. Charles has. He's been... Uh, he's, he's, he actually likes it a lot. He bought Crash 4. He likes that one a lot, too. I just... I mean, Crash Bandicoot's what? Like, he's a 3D platformer, but he's a, like, slightly on-rails 3D platformer. Because he only moves in one direction when, and wherever the camera is facing. Uh, so he's like... It's, it's not really like a 3D platformer in the sense of Mario 64 or, or Banjo-Kazooie or, or even Spyro. But I, I am interested in those games because I didn't have a PS1 during the era. And I don't know if I should start this game. That's that's my that's my a little predicament there. It's like, do I start with this game? Uh, and you know, now Microsoft owns or is about to own, once they completely finish buying up Activision and Blizzard, they'll own the Crash series. So will... Will I be able to, I mean, if it's on Game Pass, I might just give it a shot and play the trilogy, right? If they put the trilogy on Game Pass, I'll just play that. I'll use the three months that I still have and just play that instead of playing the PS1 originals. Because I'm sure I, I, I could play them, and I'm sure they're fine games. Uh, but maybe they haven't aged the best. I'm not sure. I don't know. But it, it's there. It's about six hours long, 11 to 100%. And yeah, evil Dr. Neo Cortex is back with a vengeance. This time, he's out to save the 
world? And he's asking for help from his arch nemesis, Crash Bandicoot? Could this just be some conniving plan to lure Crash into a deadly trap? Find out as you jump, crawl, spin, slide, fly, and surf your way through over 30 exciting levels in an adventure that's out of this world. So 30 levels, that's not a bad amount of levels, right? I, not, there's, if that's the amount, and it only takes about six hours just to get through them, that's, uh, that's, that's five levels an hour. I, that might be doable for me. I, w- I probably wouldn't stream it, because first off, it's on my PS3, so... Uh, the, the PS3 is really weird when it comes to string streaming it off of, off an Elgato. You gotta jump through some hoops. You might even have to buy like a HDMI splitter just to do that. And I, I don't feel like I need to buy it just for one console. That's that's my thing. I don't know. I, I probably won't be streaming any PS3 games anytime soon. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah, released back in 1997. And it actually came here first. Uh, that's right. Uh, Crash Bandicoot was a was a Vivendi Universal game, so it's an American game. I don't know if it's an, well, an American publisher. I don't know if it's an American studio though. Uh, who, who was it? Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog that that made Crash Bandicoot, right? So I don't know if they're I don't know if they're American or if they're Australian or British. I'm not sure. Just thinking the character Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoots are Australian, right? They're marsupials, so I would assume they're... But I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Anyways, that's that's that game. Next is Pathfinder Kingmaker. So, seven, 78 hours long, 192 to 100%. Oh, boy. It's the first isometric party-based computer RPG set in the Pathfinder fantasy universe, which I have never heard of. Enjoy a classic RPG experience inspired by games like Baldur's Gate, Fallout 1 and 2, and Arcanum. Explore and conquer the stolen lands and make them your kingdom. Alright. Released back in 2018 for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Deep Silver published this. And, yeah. Yeah, well... That's what it says. Isometric, real-time, turn-based role-playing. That's what it it tells me, at least. Next is uh, this this game, which intrigues me just from the, the the box art alone. It's called I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. It's six hours long, eight hours to 100%. And it's a point-and-click adventure game based on Harlan... Ellison's short story of the same title. Five damn souls buried deep within the center of the earth for the past 109 years. Huh. So you play as each of one, one of these characters out with the master computer AM in a game of psychological warfare. Huh. Alright, this, this, this is an oldie. This released back in 1995. Or the PC, and you can get it on mobile phones as well. I, I, I mean, the the title alone is 
freaking brilliant. And I guess, yeah, it's based on a short story. I don't know if I... I don't know if that's publicly available, short story. Maybe I can find it someplace. Maybe it's on Kindle or something, but we'll see. I'll, I'll have to look. Vampires next. Vampire. 16 and a half hours long. 41 and a half hours to 100%. London, 1918. You are a newly turned vampire, Dr. Jonathan Reed. As a doctor, you must find a cure to save the city's flu-ravaged citizens. As a vampire, you are cursed to feed on those who you foul to heal. It's... It's Morbius. It's Morbid time. That's fun. It's Morbius the video game. Released for the Switch, the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Third-person action role-playing, that's what it says there, released back in 2018. Huh. I... 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 I oh, man, had I known, I might have... I should have probably played this during the... During the Morbius meme stuff. I mean, maybe I could play it later on, but... <laughs> it's Morbid time. Gosh, 16 hours long, huh? Interesting. So there is a unofficial Morbius game. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All right, next is Second Extinction. So that that was on my PC. It's four and a half hours long, 20 hours, 100%. Second Extinction is an intense three-player online co-op first-person shooter where you work as a team to take down large groups of savage mutated dinosaurs. Fight through a maelstrom of bullets, bombs, teeth, claws, and gore. It's up to you to reclaim Earth. So it's on PC, Xbox One. Doesn't say when to release, though. I'm not sure. Uh, any, any time in the last... Nine years, nine years, yeah. The, the, this year will be the tenth, tenth anniversary of the release of the PS4 and the Xbox One. So there you go. Um, I mean, the, the art looks kind of interesting, but looks like a, yeah, generic team-based shooter of some sort. Not sure. Not sure how how I wanna. Well, Put that someplace. Maybe, maybe if I ever got if I got done with Ark Survival Evolved, I could play right into that game and I'd be like, yeah, let's get the whole conquering dinosaurs thing out of the way. Next is Loop Hero. That's on PC that I have for myself. 28 and a half hours long, 55 hours to 100%. Released back on the Switch and PC in 2021 says that it's a role-playing strategy tactical game. The, the leech has thrown the world into a timeless loop and plunged its inhabitants into never-ending chaos. Wield an expanding deck of mystical cards to... Oh, come on. Is this a card game? Uh, this is a card-based RPG type of thing. Look, I get it. some people really like this stuff. I get it. It plays into 
some of the things that people really like. Like if, you, like if you're into Magic the Gathering and things like that, I'm sure it's, it's great and all, but I don't know if I want to play a card-based RPG. Even though I think Paper Mario Color Splash is like that when I'm going to play that next month, but I don't know if I want to do this. Uh, Alright, it's there. It's it's there. But it doesn't seem like my cup of tea. Next is The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. That on PC, it's four hours long, four and a half hours, 100%. You play the game as Paul Prospero, an occult-minded detective who receives a disturbing letter from Ethan Carter. Realizing the boy is in grave danger, Paul arrives at Ethan's home of Red Creek Valley, where things turn out to be even worse than he imagined. Ethan has vanished in the wake of a brutal murder which Paul quickly discerns might not be the only local murder worth looking into. Uh, let's see, first person adventure game released back in 2014 on PC. It's on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. And like somebody recently beat it about an hour ago. Okay. Next, we have... Remnant from the Ashes. The world has been thrown into wow, more world being thrown into chaos by an ancient evil from another dimension. Well then, as one of the last remnants of humanity, you must set out alone or alongside up to two other survivors. Maybe it's a co-op, local co-op. That that'd be pretty cool. Uh, to face down hordes of deadly enemies to try to carve a foothold, rebuild, and retake what was lost. So, 13 hours long, 52.5 to 100%, released on PS4, PS, uh, oh, PS4, PC, Xbox One, back in 2019. Third-person action-adventure role-playing shooter. That's all of the genres ticked there. Oh boy, here's another one. This is a, this is one where I'm like, I probably shouldn't play this until I play the other two in the series, but it's it's in my backlog and uh, I, I know the <laughs> the I guess reputation behind it. It's Shenmue 3. So I do have Shenmue 3. I do own this game. I did not I did not play the other two in the series. I never owned it on the Dreamcast. And I haven't downloaded it in any of its other forms in the past. Nor have I played Shenmue 2 as well, but it's 25 hours long, 54 and a half to 100%. I don't know why you would do that, but it's there. And, yeah, it's part of this overarching thing that's still not complete. And I know it's not complete, which is also kind of the 
the thing for me. It's like, do I do I bother playing Shenmue three? Right, like I shouldn't play the third one. I really should play the first two games. But would I be more disappointed if I played this first or last? Right. Like, do I just get the bad one out of the way and just be like, well, let's see how this story works backwards. Maybe I play Shenmue 3, and I'm like, man, that was that was awful. I hope it gets better in the second one. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that was all right. Let's see what happened in the first one. Maybe I should work backwards <laughs> and treat it like the Star Wars trilogy, the, the Star Wars episodes, right? So Shenmue 3 is the current uh, trilogy, and then we'll, we'll work our way back to 1, and then two, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, oh boy. Uh, Sega didn't publish this, by the way, but it is a Sega property. They just licensed it out, and it's a good thing too. It's a good thing. It released back in 2019, and and then the uh, a few months later, the pandemic hit. So. <laughs> I'm not saying Shenmue 3 is responsible. I'm just making an observation. Oh, okay. Next is Neon Abyss. And you are going to catch my eye when you have neon Miami-esque colors of, of purples and neon blues and pinks and, and such. Like, you're, you're going to catch my eye with the artwork there. That's what they have here. It's 11 and a half hours long, 102 to 100%. I don't know what that person was doing, but it took them a long time to, to get to that point. And it's a frantic, ro oh no, roguelike action platformer where you run and gun your way into the abyss. Well, at least it's not like a top-down adventure game or RPG Maybe I can get into an action platformer that's roguelike with different layouts each time you go into a level. Maybe I can get into that. It's on Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and released back in 2020. I have it for PC. Okay. Maybe. Maybe on that one. Maybe. Okay, next is Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun. So that's about 24 and a half hours long, 57 and a half hours to 100%. Command a deadly team of ninjas to assassinate high-profile targets. Uh, this game is a modern take on the real-time tactics genre where being seen means certain death. If it's anything like Fire Emblem, I, I, I could get into that. I could get into that. And it released back on the PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2016. Hmm. Next. Next we have Call of Juarez Gunslinger. This is on PC. It's about 5 hours long, 14 hours to 100%. That's not bad. And, and you know what? This might be one of those games where it might be a backup game, right? It might, it might be a game where I'm like, you know what? Let me 
let me uh, just see what this is like get, get it off the list I, I, I know a call Juarez has a few games in its in the series and maybe if I play one I can get into all of them right uh, from the dust of a gold mine to the dirt of a saloon, Call of Juarez, Gunslinger is a real homage to the Wild West tales. Live the epic and violent journey of a ruthless bounty hunter on the trail of the West's most notorious. That's it. So, PC, Switch, PS3, Xbox 360. Released back in 2013. Alright. Okay. So this is... Two games that I I get confused. One is called Gods Will Fall. I already talked about that. But this one's called Godfall. Challenger Edition. So I'm I'm assuming they have nothing to do with each other. Well, but this one's three hours long. That's that's a pretty tight window. I, 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 I like that. I like that. Maybe I can I can just knock this one out as a as a, uh, as a palate cleanser from whatever I'm playing this. Well, this month is is kind of different. This month uh, I have Unmetal as as the first game that I'm going through. The, that's a indie 2D game I have on the Switch, which I. I hope to get through, and and then I have the the other game, which is because uh, I, I feel like I'm gonna get through that fairly quickly. Let's say give it give it about two weeks. I think in two weeks I can beat that game, and then the next game after that is Pac-Man: The Ghost of the Adventures 2, and I'm giving myself about two weeks to beat that one too. But if I ever if I do beat any of those games in this month uh, quickly let's say I get under their 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 main let's say uh, I'm, I'm kind of counting both as like 15 hour adventures so it's about 30 hours because last month I, I played through Death Stranding that took me about 50 54 hours 54 hours let's say so I'm giving them both 15 hours and so that's like 54 hours that I know I can game within a month. Like, within a month, I think I could do 60 hours of gaming. Max. Max. Uh, I think if I needed any more, it'd probably just be like, oof, that, that would be a rough, rough month, or I would have a ton of time on my hands. But, hey, 60 to 50, 50 to 60 hours, I would say, is, is probably the, the amount of gaming that I can responsibly do while not uh, while, while attending to my other responsibilities in life, like, you know, uh, working and, and family and, and, and romantic relationships and friendships and, and, uh, hygiene, you know, washing my clothes, my bed sheets, you know, sweeping around, dusting, <laughs> laundry, uh, I already said that, like, uh, you know, cooking and, and things like that, just, you know, buying essentials, taking care of bills and all that type of stuff like getting that out of the way I think uh, I can do 50 to 60 hours of gaming in a month in a month but and then my other endeavors like my other podcasts and, and what have you but any more than that and it's like oh, oh 
and I might have to cut that back to 50 hours if I'm going to start doing other endeavors outside of this. Uh, so I have this game, I have to review games, I have to uh, do my sports show, I have to, and I, have, I might have to do two other things, and that's going to take some time. So, that's why I'm going through this right now. I'm going through all these games, because now I'm, I'm actually getting an idea of how long to beat these games. That's why, why this this website is wonderful. Uh, I I know I have all these games, but now it's, I'm looking at each one of them, I'm reading their descriptions, I'm making notes of them, I'm like, oh, okay, that seems interesting, that seems interesting, and it's like, okay, well, let's, let's go through these and, and go one by one and see which one I can, I can, I can get through. Well, let's plan this out. And I, I, I've relatively planned out the games that I want to stream, that I want to just kind of turn on a computer and just be like, okay, this is what I want to show you all that I'm playing. But then there's all of these where I'm like, ah, I don't really need to show everyone what I'm playing. I just want to enjoy this for myself and then I can review it or what have you. Okay. But this one's three hours long. Instantly Unleash Godfall's Powerful Godfall Challenger Edition immediately unlocks a maximum level Valor play, spoils you with skill points and equips you with a spread of deadly weapons. Oh wow, this is like amazing. This is like what games should do. <laughs> yeah! Not just an easy mode. How about a mode where you are just ultra, like you have everything that you need in the game. On, on the Switch Online, they have these special uh, uh, special releases of, uh, of, the, of the classic NES games that they have on there. And some of them, it's like, okay, they place you at the last level of the game. So people who've never been to the last level of the game can finally beat the last level or actually see it for the first time in person. Or they will have a character that's already at the end of the game and they're already ultra-powered. And it's just like, all right, just beat it. Just beat the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so here, that it seems like a release of this game where it's just like, you know what, just go for it, man. We're just going to give you all the good stuff and you can just feel like ultra-powerful for three hours. I'm all for that. I, I, I could do that for sure. Released on PS4, PS5, and PC in 2021. That sounds fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Next is Prison Architect. So Prison Architect, that's 16 hours long, 62 and a half for 100%ing it. Oh, man. This is the world's latest prison management sim. Oh, boy. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's not steeped in controversy, is it? <laughs> oh, boy. Get some showers built and... Oh, man. This is up. This is... Okay. So, I have to make a prison. That's uh, in a line of sim games that I do have. At least back in 2015 for the Switch PC... PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, yeah, you 
know, I, I could do that, but I'm not sure if I feel like doing that. We'll see. We'll see if we'll uh, if we get into like a, a sim sim management game type of kick that I have. I don't think I've gotten into any of those in, in forever. I mean, I played Fallout Shelter for like for a ton before I realized I'm like I'm. I'm just tired of this. You know, I kind of burnt myself out on that. I played it for many, many hours, too. But I'm just like, no, no, forget it. I like it, but... Man, those games, they just take time, man. They just sap time out of you. And especially that one, because that one's just like, oh, you know, get the microtransactions that make it easier for you. It's like, mm -hmm. it's no, Bethesda, no. No. Right, that's what Fallout 76 is for. No. <laughs> Okay, next is Box the Game, which I, I played a little bit of already. I, I think I downloaded it to my my laptop. Nobody has has completed it on on the uh, <clears throat> how long to be. So I, I could potentially, if I feel like it, be the first one to to, to do it. But yeah, it's a fun puzzle game. And it, it's a bit challenging, I'll tell, I'll tell you that much. It is a thinker. You you have to kind of combine the boxes into like a sort of shape or something, and and you only have a certain amount of moves. And if you screw up like at the beginning, it'll screw you all the way at the end. Like it, it's uh, it, it's 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 definitely a head scratcher. But it's PC only so far, at least back in 2019. Yeah. Next is uh... okay. Let's see what else is next here. So next is Crime Cities, and I have downloaded this one to my my gaming PC. I have started it. Nobody on How Long to Be has finished it. I got it through good old games, and um, get ready to enter a futuristic world where law and order have been replaced by terror and crime. The Human Federation decides to frame one of its best men, Germ Tire, Gam, Gam Tire, it's something, I don't know, something Tiger. For treason. Now you must join him as he begins an intense mission within the Pandemia system. <laughs> Pandemia. And the game's varied environments. You know, you'll risk your life in different scenarios. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll basically, it's a... It's a... Three... It's a futuristic space flight sim game with missions where you have to go from place to place or or, or shoot down like uh, different enemies and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's there's some dog fighting in this game. And so far it, I it's it's a bit rough. it's, it's definitely very primitive because it released back in 2000. On the PC, it was definitely made with flight stick in mind. 
And you can hook up a game controller and use the joystick as a as a flight stick. But the, the rest of the game is very much just played with the keyboard and mouse. And uh, I don't know, it's it's probably it's it's a game that it took me a while to kind of get a little bit because I was just trying to mess around with the controls and see if how I can actually play this. But then I finally was able to get how the mission structure is. It, it's it's definitely not a hand holding type of game. It really isn't. They, they just kind of throw you into the fire and you just gotta figure it out as far as the controls and how to navigate menus and things like that. But once I started to finally like get it, I was like, oh, okay, now now I, I can see what it is. And, and you just kind of complete missions from there on out. And it's like, okay, go from point A to point B, deliver this, shoot that guy, this and that. And uh, I, I like it. I, I like it so far. It really, yeah, yeah, it's... Um, PC only, hasn't been released on anything else, and yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting game, but it's it's one of those where uh, I have no clue as to how long it'll take me to beat it because uh, nobody's done it on this, and maybe I could find somebody who's done it on YouTube, one hundred percent. But even then, it's like, oh man, uh, am I? Am I going to do all that? I don't know. I don't know how long it'll take. I would assume it's not that long. But if it's just a bunch of fly from point A to point B, then you can probably get a lot of missions out of that. Uh, if I had to guess how long that game will probably be, it'd probably be at least 15 hours long. You would think, right? You would think. There's not many long flight uh, simulator games. Uh, not, not like actual flight sims, like like Microsoft Flight Simulator, but like an, like a what with the storyline, like uh, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Squadrons or whatever. But you, you know, I even have that on my backlog. I'll talk about that later. Woo. All right. Well, uh, Crime Cities. I, I've started it. I just haven't gotten to completely play it. And, and who knows? Maybe. Maybe I can have it as a second game of a month, like uh, like uh, the, the next month after this month, which is which is a uh, Paper Mario, Paper Mario. So maybe it can be the second game after Paper Mario. I'm not sure. Not sure. Not entirely sure. Next, next game we have, it's called While True, Learn. Seven and a half hours long, 14 and a half to 100%. Okay, it's a simulator of a machine learning specialist who uses virtual programming to make his and his cats living. Make money as a machine learning developer. Learn how machine learning works. Okay. Mobile, Switch, PC, PS4, educational simulation game released back in 2018. Okay. 
interesting. Uh, I, I will say that. That's, that's one of the more interesting games. Uh, I guess I'll have to add it to the whole simulation thing or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. Okay, so that's uh, next. Uh, okay, I have all of these wallet, Wallace and Gromit games. Well, actually, no, it's, it's they're, they're episodes, right? So, Wallace and Gromit's Grand Adventures. So, it's all these Wallace and Gromit. I guess they're games, or I guess they're adventure games, or maybe a little bit like the Telltale games. They're about 10 and a half hours to 14 hours long. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like watching the show or the shorts, right? Because they're they're shorts, right, or movies. And I've never been a fan of the Wallace and Gromit art style, right? That Chicken Run, like that, that art style. I've always kind of find it to be ugly. Uh, some people like that art style. Some people find it whimsical. But I can see some of that like influence in, in other things, like. Like Nickelodeon's Barnyard or or uh, the, the the Sega Two Point series of games, like they look very much like they're they're inspired by by that art style. But mm, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I if I want to. I don't know if I want to do these. I'm not sure. I haven't. I'm not into Wallace and Gromit, but maybe because I really haven't given it a chance, right? Maybe, like I, I understand it's it's very it's a very important uh, in the world of animation, a very important uh, line of uh, of you know, classic characters. And I, I remember like their the studio that they made all of these shorts in burned down, and they lost. Like all, like everything that they had there, and I think the studio still exists. But now they have. I think there was a movie that they did with like a like a, like a mouse or something, like a, like a spy mouse or something like that. That that was released a few years back, and it wasn't the style of the claymation shorts, but it was all CG. So now, because now. Now you can do CGI of the art style that they once had, so they, they don't really have to animate them as if they were claim. Like they can animate them as if they were claymation. You know, it's it's like uh, Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla, the, the actual Godzilla, that, that was not a man in suit. All of it was computer generated. All of it was computer generated, they, but they. It's to a point where they can simulate the man in the suit aesthetic and movements, and it was just that was brilliant. When I saw it, I thought it was oh that they have they did use CGI and some other things, but I didn't realize that the actual Godzilla creature himself was was not a, a guy in a suit. Or a model or anything like that. I'm just like, wow, that's that was incredible. That that was incredible. And uh, okay, so yeah, Wallace and Gromit. These came out in 2009. 
Yeah, 2000 and the late 2000s with the advent of the Wii and the 360, the PS3, like that era of gaming was very conducive, and it let's even would say into the early 2010s was very conducive into the episodic content type of deal because you know that's when DLC was starting to finally take shape and, and all these downloadable stores like they these companies were trying to think of how they can distribute content that way or new games and new experiences and like you had uh, like the strong bad games those released as episodic content and uh, all the telltale games it's like okay then we'll release them episode by episode and that's how we'll do it it's just they're like interactive little little movies little TV shows and people like that for a time but now it's it's not the same. I, I think that that was that was a an era of they were just trying to figure out what to do, and maybe some developers at the time also wanted to be animation studios or or you know just or directors of these shorts and things like that. So you, you get that a lot. You get hey, I make a video game. I make scenarios. I'm like, why can't I just make a a little movie or something, an interactive movie, that's what I would like to do, right? I'm an animator. I can do that. And some of them were good. Um, and some of them were just like, oh, well, but it, it all depended, right? Sometimes it was just like this. This is, oh, we'll have, well, I'll get to work on a Wallace and Gromit thing. And the guys from Wallace and Grummer are like, oh, yeah, we'd like to do that. Oh, it's basically like doing an episode of the show, except it's our characters like this. Cool. Um, like, man. I mean, at this point, because uh, you've had licensed games and stuff like that before, but it's like, oh, this is actually like like an actual TV show. But I think the, the series that finally nailed the the aesthetic for both sides uh, was the South Park uh, movie game or the, the South Park games uh, Stick of Truth and The Fractured But Whole. That th- those two games would probably be the ones that were like they they broke the barrier between the two. It's like this is it's a, it's you're playing an episode of the show. And it really does, and you really, really are significantly influencing the show. Like, that's what that felt like. So, rather than this, where it's just like, press the prompt to move on to the next thing. Which, you could say is not that far off from what we had on the Sega CD. (laughs) Right? It's like, press a prompt, press a button... To, to kind of just shove the story along so we can get to the next animation. Or the next thing that we filmed, and that was it. So it was still not there. They, they still weren't there. It would take a, a lot for, for them to, to, to finally get it, get it down pat. And I believe the South Park game is the first ones to do it. 
Um, because uh, you could say, oh, what about the Batman games or the latest Spider-Man games? Like, well, those are based on comic book products. I'm talking about characters and, and, and things that were derived from movies and, and television, film, motion pictures. Th- those those things. That's animation, whatever. That That's where I'm, I'm getting at. Because even like those, the anime games, like the, the Dragon Ball Z, Fighter, and all that stuff, like they didn't really get get really, really good until this past generation. With the PS4 and the Xbox One. Where they, uh, I forgot what that, the, gosh, it's this, the cell shading technique where basically the characters look like they're ripped directly from the show. They're the 3D models of those characters, but you, you, Whatever angle the camera's at, they look like they're animated. Like somebody hand drew them and then animated them. That's that's how good they've gotten. So, but that's only been recently. That has only been recently where that's that has been achieved. So we've finally gotten there, but that's only been recently. So that those are the anime stuff. So because um, then the rest is just. Just the, the actual, uh, yeah, the rest is just, oh, just press the prompt and move on to the next thing. Which, like, uh, I played 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10 it was a, a series of, not based on anything, it's uh, basically like a, a game developer that wanted to make a little TV show based on game development. And it was fine. It was okay. It was meant to be comedic and all these things, and I get that they want. It was basically like the developer and the animators wanted to see if they could make a short TV series, and they got uh, two quote-unquote seasons out of it, two five-episode seasons out of it. So they got ten, ten episodes of a TV show out of the way. I'm like, okay, all right, in each. Each episode of the show was like, I don't know, you could say they're like 15 minutes long. 15 to, to 20 minutes long. And they, they were fine, but it was basically like I was moving my character around this this very, very contained space where the show happens. You can interact with things in that space, but you're very much just trying to uh, put the things together to prompt the next animation into of the story to go along, right? You're just trying to move the story forward. It's like, oh, well, how is that different from any other video game? I'm like, well, not that much different, but any other video game, the, the, the thing is the gameplay itself. Whereas here, it's the animation. The animation is the, the main thing for the developers of this game. It's, and it's basically like you can... Let's say you just take out the gameplay aspects of it, and it's basically like a sh- little short animation show that they made on. Uh, I wouldn't say Newgrounds. I'm not gonna give them that. It's it's it's, a, it's higher quality than Newgrounds, but you know, like some of the the better YouTube animations that I've seen. It's not bad, right? But it's. But it's, uh, it's, it's very clear that they just wanted to make a little cartoon show. And that was it. And they just kind of framed it around a little game. 
And uh, that's the way that they could have made money from that, and they, that's how they did it. I don't know why I'm harping on 3 out of 10. Uh, I'm basically giving you a, re- a review of it, but I don't know if I'll actually review it. But that's basically what it is. And uh, I went through them like, okay, this was kind of interesting, and that was it. And then you moved on. Okay, so that, yeah, Wallets and Gromits, uh, Grand Adventures, blah, 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 blah. All right, Tales of Monkey Island, that's the first Monkey Island game. I have it. I, I know. I know. And they're remaking the Monkey Island games, I think. So uh, I know they're, they're classic point-click adventure games on the PC. I mean, this one was released, what, back in 19, what, 90, what? No, this was released in 2009. This is 2009. Is, is there a different one? I don't know. But it's the Monkey Island series. They're, they're classic video games, classic video game series. That I have gotten, I've yet to get to. So apparently, this one was released on PC, PS3, and Wii in 2009. I don't know if it's a spruced up version of the first game that they just released on those consoles, but sure. Sure. Next is another sim game. So it's 12 hours long, 26 and a half hours to 100%. It's YouTuber's Life. OM, I mean, yeah, this one just says OMG, but it's YouTuber's Life. Uh, I've seen videos of it. I'm sure you've seen plenty of YouTubers actually play YouTube Life. It's mobile, Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One. It's a sim game about being a YouTuber. (laughs) And released back in 2016, plenty of them played it for the memes. And uh, just during the Let's Play series of them, I don't even know if I even should play this game. It's there, though. There's nothing wrong with it, I would say. I mean, I've seen plenty of, of playthroughs of it. I'm sure there's there's plenty that I could be like, okay, let me... Um, let me... Uh, Let me do it for myself, and I'll just copy what these guys did so I can have the optimum type of experience and just try and beat the game as quickly as possible, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend 12 hours doing that for a game that I kind of know the ending of, really. I think everybody kind of knows. Anyway, Spellcaster University... So, seven and a half hours long, 30 hours to 100%. Develop a prestigious university of mages. Build rooms, train your students, fight orcs, slay the, slay the bureaucrats, manage your budget. Our director's life is not a quiet one. Released only on PC back in 2019. So, I'm, I'm building my own Hogwarts. That's what I'm doing. Which I'm kind of surprised hasn't happened I, or maybe there's a mobile game that you do do that i'm not sure i no, I'm not not that big of a harry potter file okay okay next is i thought this is Mork. i'm like what Mork? Mork and mindy robin williams okay this one's called Mork red Two and a half hours long, four and a half hours to 100%. So it's a, it's a short one. Short one I can get out of the way. A tense, physics-based 
co-op puzzle game. Oh, for one and two players, combining skill-based puzzle solving, a challenging balance of light and shadow, and a dark world full of secrets to unlock. This is a good one to play with uh, somebody else, which I, um, okay, I'll actually keep that. I'm actually going to take a screenshot of that, really. Let me, let me screenshot that one. That, that one was not on my radar. Now that I saw it, I'm like, oh, that, that sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. At least back in 2020 for the PC, Xbox One, and the Series X and S. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds real good. Okay, well, let me uh, keep going here. Gosh, man, I'm sorry. There's, there's, there's more games. I'm just trying to get down this list. We're, we're at... Here, and this is just part two, guys. It's just part two of, of this list of video games that I have, and it's... Believe me, there's, there's hundreds of them. There's hundreds of them. I told you. I told you told you you didn't like how can you have this many video games i'm gonna tell you right now go to gamerpower.com this is not a sponsorship there's nothing like that i'm telling you go to this website please they are doing every gamer a service right now a service they these people are mvps to to make a website that basically compiles all the free video games that are out there that are out there uh, right now, giveaways, things like that. that. That's that's the beauty of it. You, you find out what games are being given away, like like the day of, and, and what, uh, and even like yeah, DLC and and loot. You get that game codes, promo codes, just ways uh, to get more more games, and more stuff for for the games that you already have. I think it's 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 a good thing. It's a really good thing. I've at this point I've saved more than thirty seven hundred dollars worth of video games just by using them alone. Like I wouldn't. I bought a gaming PC, and I bought the gaming PC one because I, I mean I've been wanting one for quite a while. I really wanted one just so I could play VR, and. I have yet to buy the VR headset. It's it's been two years later, and I've yet to buy a VR headset for the thing. But yet, in between that time, I've taken advantage of GamerPower.com and used every like like every every single day. I check to see if there's some you know some more games. Sometimes the games are released and there's they're only twenty. It's only for twenty four hours. It's like okay, you have a day. To, to get this, it's like, oh, whoa, 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 you, you do it. Okay, some of them require more jumping through hoops, but other ones are just simply click here and it's added to your Steam or your Epic Games or your uh, good old games account. So that's uh, or, or your Switch or your PS, PlayStation or your Xbox, which whichever thing that you have. So that's that's the cool thing about that. Okay, next is Journey to the Savage Planet, 
which has a pretty interesting box art. I, and I'm not going to lie, it, it's, it's got me intrigued. It's about seven hours long, 16 and a half hours to 100%. As an upbeat first-person adventure game set in a bright and colorful alien world filled with weird and wonderful creatures. Okay. I like how they said first-person adventure. Not a shooter, but an adventure. Okay. That's, that'll, that'll get me on board. Uh, as, a, as a fan of the Metroid Prime series, if it's something akin to that, then you, you've got me on board. You've got me on board. It's Yeah, that, that looks pretty cool. It's released on Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. <laughs> uh, yeah, first-person adventure. I, I, I don't mind that at all. 505 Games. Looks good. Looks real good. Next, oh, this one, this one I do have planned to stream once I get to it sometime next year. Or, I mean, if I get it to a racing kick early, I might have to play this earlier on. But it's uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. So uh, it's 16 hours long, 30 hours to 100%. This is the remastered version for Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I think the original was released on. Not the original Hot Pursuit. There's already one original Hot Pursuit, which I think was like on the PS1. And then they remade, or at least they made a new game that was titled Hot Pursuit. And I think that was on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. But then they remastered this one. So there you go. Back in 2020, that's when this released. So the remaster was released in 2020. So there you go. So yeah, it's a it's a racer. It's a racer. If you played one Need for Speed, then you played them all in a sense, or at least the modern ones. But I, I uh, last year I played and I finally finished. Need for Speed Most Wanted. And that was that was really fun. That was a really, really fun experience. I, I like I like the Need for Speed game. I know my buddy Doug was a, a bit harsh in because I think he went from playing Need for Speed. Oh, he went from playing Forza Horizon for like the longest of times. To going right into Need for Speed. I don't know if he played Hot Pursuit or if he played like Heat or one of those or Most Wanted. One of the three of those. And he was like, oh man, I can't. I, he, he couldn't deal with the controls because, yeah, Horizon is just, I mean, the, the control of that game is amazing. And Need for Speed is different. I, I honestly, if, if if I were, if, if you are in the same predicament right now, let's say you're getting off of, I don't know, one of the F1 or NASCAR games, or or let's say you're, uh, or, or Forza, uh, the, the Sim games, especially if you're coming off the Sim games, like Horizon, like, uh, like the actual Forza Motorsports or Gran Turismo, any of those, probably may want to stay away from 
like from jumping right into that, especially if your like big thing is just the feel of the games and the cars. Uh, I would say you, you really deserve like a palate cleanser in between. Play something else. Play that's not a that's not a racer. Just kind of step away from the genre a bit before you hop into this. That way you can kind of lose the feel for it. And it's like that's that's kind of where I'm at. That's why I kind of placed it where it is. It's like if I'm gonna play a racing game, like okay, let's let's plan it out. Let's. Let's let's get get some space between the last racer, which I which was Need for Speed uh, for me was uh, Forza Horizon Five, which is freaking amazing. But I <laughs> uh, and I, I could sink way more hours into it, but I'm, I've played it so much at this point that I kind of burnt myself out of racing games. Like even towards the end of my Xbox uh, Game Pass, I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I've played this so much. I, I I have a vehicle. I forgot what it was. The Husan or whatever they call that. Uh, the souped-up Ford truck or something like that. That that it it was to the point where I I I just it was basically like a skills multiplying machine, and I just drove that around and just got a bunch of skill points. That way I could just. Whatever new car that I could, yeah, I could just upgrade it completely right then and there. That I, I basically, I broke that little aspect of the game, just getting skill points. It was not difficult for me to get skill points. I just had to basically use one car to grind for them, and and that was it. That was it. So, and then I could basically take those cars into the the races themselves. Well, but of course, my my whole idea wasn't to get good, uh, because uh, I played the game on easy. <laughs> But uh, I, I, I played it so much that I just had to stop because I, I burnt myself out on racing games. And um, that's unfortunate for this Need for Speed or, or even uh, second, uh, Split Second, which I have on 360, which uh, I fairly like too. But um, I, I burnt myself out in Forza for like, two months straight back in the end of 2021 that was just like I, I couldn't I couldn't play anymore I played one I played Forza Horizon one two four and five like all in a row and it was it, it was just too much it was too too much so and I can't find three and it's a good thing I didn't find three because I probably would have gone through three as well oh man Okay, next is Hexseed, right? Hexseed. That's a free-to-play puzzle game on the Switch. Uh, it's 22 and a half hours because it does have a finite amount. And you can buy more. There's, there's DLC to buy more puzzles. 74 and a half hours, 100%. Um, and, yeah, released back in 2021. Switch and PC. I, yeah, I, it's, it's a fine puzzle game. Uh, it's good to kind of just go through, turn off your brain, and just gonna. Well, you don't really have to turn off your brain, but basically, like, just kind of go into a a trance with that type of thing. Okay, I have two Assassin's Creed games here. Twenty three hours for for four, and nineteen hours is the main story for both of them for for 
two. I don't have one, and I don't have three. And, man, I have not played any. Okay, can't say that. I played Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. I started. I actually started that, and I haven't finished it. But the rest of the Assassin's Creed games I have not played. I know that I did own a Wii, as I told you way back when, when these were coming out and were all the rage. And so now I have copies of them. I don't know whether I will start them or anything like that. I mean, especially if, like, say, in the future I get for free the 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 new collections that are coming out for them where they basically combine all these together. It's like, okay, well what's the point of me getting them individually and physically if I'm just gonna play them that way, but but then again I kinda, I like collecting physical games. That's that's not a problem for me. But playing them on the physical copy, it's like okay, well I'm gonna just save the disc and just play it here okay so i think that's it for me i think we shall do this again because there's still more games all right check out my other stuff you can find it just look for fgogr you will find it bye